So I guess we'll. I, it feels weird starting without Jeremy, but um, I, I'm wondering if I knew he had some kids with ear infections. So oh yeah, yeah, that could be it. All right, here we go. Hello, world. I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith, and I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to Church Mag Podcast Number Eighty Eight. We feel like we have the right to go ahead and be your parent. We need to be different than the world. I wanted to punch the internet so hard. This week's podcast is brought to you by MoGIF. MoGIF helps you create a culture of generosity at your church, whether your attendees are in the sanctuary or hundreds of miles away. With no setup fees, subscription fees, or contracts, MoGIF makes it easier than ever to integrate mobile and online giving for your church, ministry, or nonprofit organization. Make 2016 a MoGIF year. Learn more and sign up for free at MoGIV.com. That's MoGIV, M-O-G-I-V, On this episode, we talk about the intersection of culture, social media, and sharing the gospel globally. If you'd like to join the conversation or would like to tease Phil, simply use the very lovely Church Mag podcast hashtag CMAGCast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. Uh, This is my third try saying that. Apparently, I've had too much coffee today. Uh, With me today is Phil and Chris Wilson. Jeremy um, has been having some bouts with ear infection with his kids, so I'm guessing he had a very, very late night, and when that alarm went off, he said, (laughs) no. So this is the part where Phil um, says a joke. Apparently, he didn't have one ready. <laughs> so I just I got distracted. I got distracted because oh my, my drunk neighbor is just screaming at his dog okay. outside my window. <laughs> Lucy, come on! Get, get. this is a, this is a this is a, a modified direct quote. Get your f your f and a over here. If I were your dog, I'd run away too. Because. You know, you said that your neighbor's dog's name is Lucy, and I, yeah, he's got three dogs: Lucy, Toto, and I heard another one. He's so slurred, I can't understand it. <laughs> he's got a Jim Bean accent, so I can't quite pick it up. See, that's the thing; uh, it's a pet peeve of mine about pets, and that is when people <laughs> when people give animals human names. Hey, hold on, my dog's name is Claire. Yeah, see, yeah, who would do that? Well, well, the show Heroes was huge when we got my dog, and my wife liked the name Claire. See, I think you're, it's inevitable that you're going to have an awkward situation, whereby you say, Hi, Claire, welcome, welcome to our house. I'm Phil, here's my wife and kids, and oh, and here's our dog, Claire. In eight, in eight years since I've had this dog, I've never met a single person named Claire. Well, you've never been to Britain. <laughs> well, that's probably true. I'd have to agree with that. I know so many players. It's... All right. Clearly, we love Claire's in Britain. But, like, crazy dog names aside, although I'm going to mention crazy dog names, so not aside, crazy dog names in front, um, there's, like, calling your dog a name, which is just like a crazy name, like Rex or Boxer or something like that. That's weird, too. So what's left, Chris? Whatever the Whatever the heck you want to call it. <laughs> Did you notice the... This is an American podcast, Chris. We can't do that here. Yeah, I just realized. <laughs> Get it's that just... British mouth out of here. Well, swearing and Brits and Americans, we have very, very different standards. And some things, oh, some things are acceptable and some things aren't acceptable. And I never know which... <laughs> like, I hear Americans say some things. So I'm like, oh, my word. What are you saying? And then I say something to people like, mm. 
Well, okay. Now, technically, this is a side because we don't normally talk about pet names and and whatnot on the podcast. So, even though it's up front, it's still a side. Just so you know, Chris. And since we're on the side, maybe I can pull it a little bit front. Question: Do people swear from the pulpit? Oh no, not really. Like I'm sure I'm sure in like the more liberal churches they do. Uh, and yeah, I'm maybe occasionally for dramatic effect, but like I've, um, uh, but then again, like standards of swearing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, where like there are some words which don't seem to have the same severity that like a British person would say it and right. they would be like, oh, okay, cool. Whereas if an American person heard a British person say it, they'd think, oh my word, I can't believe you said that. Uh, so this is, this is curious to me as far as culture goes, because here in Italy, it is quite common when you have like a church dinner for the table to be also set with wine. And I know that if that most American Christians, if they came into a, a Italian church um, church dinner, okay, this is like church dinner potluck. This is classic church, you know, goings on. Right? There's there's drinking of wine. It's just part of the meal, and that would be shocking to them. But in the Italian mm-hmm. culture, it's viewed much differently. So I think it only be shocking for certain certain aspects of of, of Christian culture because like. If you went to a, a, a Catholic family and they had they were they were a Catholic family that was ethnically Italian or even even I think Latino, there'd be some sort of alcohol served. Yeah, no, I'm just if you went to a, if you went to a straight Lutheran family, they might have alcohol right, served but as well at, at, at the church at just like a regular church potluck. Oh, oh, at a potluck. Oh, that's a little. No, no, no. I don't know. That's different. But I don't know because like our Lutheran church, they always do a beard and sausage tent. Okay, in the summer. Okay, so no. I don't know. But still, can you imagine like church leadership meeting and you're you know you're making up the pasta and you're passing right. it out and you're no, pouring I, the wine. Yeah, and then after you have liqueur, which is hard alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. See, that's just not happening. So definitely and, not in a Pentecostal church. Yeah, that would yeah, stuff. Yeah. We live in serve root beer okay <laughs> we had we, we had a root beer drinking contest at a, at a thing we at event we held and somebody wrote a letter to us complaining that we were encouraging alcoholism among the children wow yeah well yeah. well see and and i i bring the i bring this up um i'm bringing i'm getting jeremy in we we Ooh. we so we'll get him in I bring this up because I'm wondering you know as we talk about the internet right the internet and this this global gospel and spreading the gospel and and being quote unquote missions online or whatever you want to call it okay the global web I'm wondering you know what other cultural differences there are that we should be keeping in mind as the global church interacts and evangelism goes on because what is okay for one culture is is considered definitely wrong by another right so it's just a curious thought to me as we become more of a global society and as being christians online that that might be something to think about i do think it's interesting you know like americans are really big on like not swearing okay because it makes us holy whatever but the like so like americans will use all all manner of euphemisms you know gosh or darn which is mm. it's fine i'm not those people saying if we say gosh i might as well just say god or just f it you know so just don't do that <laughs> you know i'm not those kind of people who is crazy about it i i if people there's a there's a need a human need for 
exclamatory, even sometimes uh, explicit phrases. And if you want to censor yourself, that's fine. I had a professor uh, of chemistry who used to say raspberries. He burned himself in the lab, and we'd laugh at him, and he said, you don't, you don't leave the Marines saying raspberries when you hurt yourself. I trained myself to say raspberries, you know? So it's like, I I get that. And there's a a human need for that in certain cases. Now, when it's just casual talking and you're just letting things rip, that's a little different. But I do love how Americans, in our mad quest for euphemistic phrases and aren't quite cussing, will say things like bloody from England, which is is a far more offensive word than they realize. Right, exactly. Now, um, uh, Jeremy, are, are you with us now? I am. All right, awesome. We started without you, not because we wanted to, but because and we were immediately in the ditch. Because we immediately in the ditch. Exactly. Stop. And so we were just rambling with each other, and we just kind of stumbled onto a topic. And so um, we started the podcast saying that you weren't able to come on because you had some sick kids, which I imagine you still do. I do. Yes, I do, and we're sorry about that. And afterwards, we'll have to have a have a have a prayer. We'll have to pray about that. Um, but we we just stumbled on this conversation of the difference of cultures in the world of you know Italian culture, American culture, British culture. You know, these are the cultures that we're you know more familiar with. But we were talking about how you know simple things that w- that one culture may find perfectly normal another culture finds completely um uh, offensive within the church and the fact that you know we're we're christians and we're online and we're, we're doing this stuff and and the church and online is so much more global that maybe th- if anything i just want it to be something that we begin to think about as we behave online and i will say Phil, that I think universally speaking, no matter your culture, your language, even religion, that clicking like and scrolling for the bad guy is never a good thing. I saw, Eric, you you, you foot on a landmine, buddy, because I saw <laughs> an image someone posted online the other day, and it was set up like a, like a dramatic reading, and it said, Jesus, colon, this is my this is my child right here, Satan Cohen. Oh yeah, really? Yeah. Jesus Cohen. Jesus Cohen. Yes, and I'll prove it to you. He's going to click like, and Satan said, "No way." And Jesus said, "Yes way," because he loves me. And then Satan says, "Fine," but my child would scroll. I wanted to punch the internet so hard. <laughs> I saw that. Is this is this why you've had? Is this why you've been going through so many monitors? <laughs> That's why my friend list on Facebook is dropping so fast. Right. Is that why you decided to join Google Plus? Or is that why everyone's leaving Google Plus? Wait, somebody's on Google Plus? <laughs> Wait. On, hey, hey, Jeremy, Jeremy, Google did you hear that? Plus, did you hear that? Jeremy, did you hear that? Choose not to acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, yes, you're right, Chris. Everyone is on Google Plus. If you have a YouTube account, if you have Gmail, if you have any service, regard, if you have a Google phone, any of those things, yes, you are indeed forced onto Google Plus. They're actually not doing that anymore. Okay. If you have yeah. Google, if you just signed up for YouTube in the last month, they're not making you have a Google Plus account. Okay, who, who signed up for YouTube in the last month? I mean, come on, let's be serious. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Just what do you think saying, of some of the uh, cultural differences in regards to technology and social media and all that kind of stuff, Jeremy? Do you have any thoughts, or are you just not quite awake yet? Well, if you would have asked me a year and a half ago what I thought on just the explosives aspect of it, not even just all everything else that can go with this, I'd have said, oh, whatever goes into your heart is um, negative, then you are doing bad things, and social media is just a quick 
escape from the heart. And so you talked about it a lot about how you need to be careful when you're upset or you're tired or you're um, just really distracted and you want to post on social media. That being said, in the last year and a half of working with a lot of people struggling with a lot of difficult stuff coming from different cultures, I've heard and said more explicitives in the last year and a half. The whole time, I'm all I'm doing is reframing what they said, but I am saying at that time. And so I guess it just depends on truly where your heart is. And I think the difficult part about that is it's between you and God. And yet, when we're on social media and things are much easier to say and things are much more anonymous, we feel like we have the right to go ahead and be your parents, even if you're 50 years older than us, even if we've never met you before and never will talk to you ever again. We feel like it's our job to go ahead and tell you what's right and what's wrong. I mean, I don't know if you guys have mentioned this or not, but Stephen Curry, who is a basketball player, his wife just recently said, modesty is great. All you people, I don't remember exactly what she said, but all of you people dressing like that, you need to stop. And she then, said, uh, basically, uh, I guess it's fashionable today to, to go around without, without any clothes on. Yep. And so people jumped on her about that. And how in the world can you do that shaming? And that's a big thing right now with the internet of don't shame me for what I'm doing. Shame on you for shaming me. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't you dare call me out for what I'm doing. I'm going to call you out for that. Yeah. And in the whole shaming process, it's just, it's huge. Don't make me feel bad for what I'm doing. And so I think that's an interesting process. And so I am less against it in the initial sense and more about trying to understand why it is that they're that way. Why is it that they decided to post a new picture on the internet? Why is it that they decided to go off on someone and trying to figure out what's going on on the background? And so I'm not for it in the whole, but I want to get to know the person and why they decided to do that before I make a judgment call, because that's you deciding that you are the moral authority when you're not the moral authority. We are holding to God's moral authority and he knows why that person posted, but we decided to go ahead and play judge and jury. And and I think the internet makes it really easy to do that because, you know, everyone's just an avatar and it's easier to be a jerk and to, to do that. Yeah. But I don't think she was posting to anyone directly. She was just tweeting at her commentary. And I think that we've we've got, we've gotten to this world where we hit the offense button immediately, you know? They actually, think, she actually defined, if you're talking about Stephen Curry's wife, she actually yeah. said, I was actually responding, I was reading in style and decided to go make, go ahead and make a comment. Um, so she was reading a magazine. It wasn't, she was uh, saying she didn't throw it, she didn't, but she didn't throw it at them, though. She didn't say no. at style. No, not at all. In fact, she was just talking about the fashion itself, not the fact that that person decided to wear those things, because everybody in that magazine doesn't decide to wear those things. They just wear what the people give them. Right. So I, 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 like, I, I think that there's definitely space where we've got to be, we need to think before we post. I feel like, you know, Christ said out of the, out of the, out of the heart, the mean, out of the, the heart, the mouth speaks. And I think Eric, you kind of, I think if you, you connect the dots perfectly or not, but I think you said something to the fact that social media is closer to the heart than the mouth. Like it's, it's faster to post than it is to speak sometimes. Like we've all learned to think before we speak or, or we've heard that phrase, but the whole thinking before you post that never happens. Like, like it's almost, it's almost like instead of the, the thoughts coming up, up our heart and out our mouth, they go 
upper heart and right down our right arm and they click post. Right. You know, my, my wife has said so many times to me and she has saved me from myself so many times because she's a very thoughtful person. And she's she, she has said to me so many times, Eric, you don't have to reply right now. Yes. And, and and that goes for email, that goes for social media, that goes for so many different things. You don't have to do it right now, because if you think about it, you might not want to say it or you'll want to say yeah. it differently. And it's so true. I remember hearing a uh, like one of the guys I knew in uh, in youth work a while back when when I did youth work so, a while ago. Um, I remember he said that he was at a conference one time and his uh, like mentor uh, had someone stand up, shout abuse at him, basically telling him why he was wrong. Everything he was doing was terrible stuff like this. And, you know, shame on him, whatever. Uh, and he stood there, like didn't say a word and then said, okay, thank you. And like walked off after that. (laughs) And like, the guy was like, why didn't you respond to him? You know, you, you, you know, I've heard these accusations a million times. You've got answers for them, blah, blah, blah. And he said, Oh, I'm just practicing the spiritual discipline of not having the last word. And, uh, that's a great one. That's a great point. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think sometimes we so want to win arguments that we, uh, you know, I think it's it's really common online. You look at these really polarized things that are going on at the moment, uh, and it's so about winning arguments. Uh, and, like, uh, I don't want to call out anything in particular but you know you'll have the groups who are like oh look at these statistics and then the opposite side are like no but look at these statistics they prove that i'm right and like no one's listening to each other they're just you know shouting their facts at the other one and like sometimes it can just be good to just not have to win the argument um like uh well, say yeah. it's better to be offended you know, it isn't better to be wronged than to, you know, have to fight for your rights and, and lose your Christian, lose your Christian, you know, witness the process. I think if we were going to kind of wrap this, this discussion up, it would be, you know, as Christians and believers on social media and living out in the world online, that we be mindful and we be careful that we, like Jeremy was saying, think about people's hearts. Okay. Quit, quit having such a knee-jerk reaction because you know, things like culture can really play a part in, in, in what's going on or what's going on in that person's day, etc. And then also not get caught up in the online culture that that is today where like you said chris you know we got this statistic it says this and we're having these big these big you know debates and arguments about about issues online and we just maybe just need to pause for a second and like phil has said so many times being christian online and with smartphones and with all this tech we need to be different than the world Mm. And I would say that if we are all supposed to be pastors and pastors, greatest tool is to listen. Maybe we should shut up and just be on social media. As, uh, as my mom always told me here that Phil mom, um, you've got two ears and one mouth. So you should listen twice as much as you speak. As, as my mom always said, Steve Jobs did not allow multitasking on the iPhone for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha
<laughs> we have very different moms. <laughs> I don't know how we just did this, but we got four boom shakalakas, and we're just going to fire them off all in a row. People's ears will be bleeding. That does it for this episode. We'll have more fun next week and talk about our new logo. And if you have a podcast idea for us, we really want to hear about it. So send us a message at churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. I think that your mom jokes in England should just be your majesty jokes. <laughs> your majesty? Because they, so they all refer to her as mom in person. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast with... Pod, welcome to another... To, uh,